You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. So what kinds of things did you point out? Or what, what kinds of things did you notice? It's, there's so many things. I mean, they are so different. Well, first of all, I noticed that I have a wicked cold from this weekend, yeah. which you can tell in my voice. Yeah, that's going around. Um, one of the things that I have noticed is that rich people eat in smaller portions. Like, I eat things in small portions, but I'll eat, eat like a lot of things in small portions. But like they'll have like one or two things and be like, oh, I'm so full. That was delicious. They don't and, like, supersize everything? They don't supersize anything. Huh. And I mean, but they, it's like barely, like, I don't know, it's like, it's such a teeny portion of food, but they'll be like, oh, I'm stuffed. That was a great dinner. I'm like, that was dinner? That was like half of a, you know, an appetizer. That explains a lot for me. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibble here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network, then available via podcast all over the internet, wherever podcasts can be found. And thank you for finding us. All right, we've got a bunch of stuff we're going to get to today, and we're going to cover. I do want to remind everybody, the holiday shopping season is still on. Oh my goodness, it is. I, wow, I really didn't even like myself when I said that. That doesn't sound like something you'd usually the say. The holiday shopping season is still on, everybody, Christmas and right now... is only T-minus four days away. You can go to FunEmploymentRadio.com and click on the Amazon link right there at the front of our page. Amazon will uh, well click on that link and it'll take you to Amazon where you can purchase all kinds of wonderful, wonderful gifts for your loved ones this holiday season. <laughs> there we go. That was beautiful. Yes. If anything, it came a little too naturally to you. I know. Well, I did. Uh, I did have the opportunity to to audition. I was asked to audition for the infomercial position in Philadelphia. For it. I would have had to go to move to Philadelphia. Wow. This was a few years ago. Yeah. I, I decided An I did not want to. Infomercial for what? They would have been or like a host. For, yeah, for like one of the infomercial, like maybe not infomercial. That's the wrong thing. The shopping network. One of the shopping yeah, networks. Yeah, infomercials, right. I mean, isn't that yeah, what it is? They're just pretty like much all infomercials. One big infomercial channel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was to, to try out for that. The wow. pay was pretty good, but you had to move to Philadelphia. That and then that's like what you would do. You it seems like liked. it's one of those things where you just get to that point where it's like, well, didn't, didn't survive on anything else. Time to go <laughs> to the shopping network. Is it like when your band finally is just playing casinos and then you know there's like no place casinos else? Casinos or, or jingles. Yeah. Jingles, I think. Yeah, that would probably be it. Like, I listen to that, some of those commercials too, where you listen to these, like, a lot of them are, are women who are, like, clearly it's like they can sing, but then they're singing about, like, a jeweler. And it's like, you're a personal jeweler. You know, and I'm like, okay, I can tell that, that that was clear, that good representation of the singing. But it's like, I can tell that you're a, you're a good singer, but, and the money's probably good, but man, it's got to hurt just a little bit. Yeah. It's gotta, it's gotta hurt. It's gotta eat at your soul. Somewhere in there, that's that's hurting. I mean, it's paying some bills, but it's still gotta be a little painful, you know. And I think that's probably what working for the shopping. I could get over it. Oh yeah. I mean, I could definitely get over. You could it. absolutely get over it. But it would, I mean, it would sting a little that, bit at first. Who's to say, you know, that doing jingles or working for the shopping network is any less important than you it's know, not but any I, other televised job? It's not. It, but I just think that it would take you. To that point, I mean, I don't know of anybody who's who's done that and then bounced back and said, oh, now I want a Grammy because I did the jeweler commercial, you know, or something like that. Yeah. I think that it kind of pigeonholes you a little bit Okay, if you're going to do that. Is it like somebody who's an actor and then like they're, they're kind of on the up and up and then they start doing like all Lifetime movies? Maybe, although that's even better, though, than, than some things. I think, I don't know. I don't want to... Uh, Offend someone about their career, but I think if I were to go to the infomercial, and like I well, said, I, mean, there are different I could justify of, that in my own mind. I could, I could make that work. There are different tiers of any career, and I mean, it doesn't mean that any one is better or worse. If no, is, but I mean, but yeah. um, but there are we different levels, definitely. Like somebody who's making you know a million dollars and some high budget movie, right? Might, is in a different tier than somebody who's doing like uh, who's for the example, shopping a remake person. of Mother May I Sleep with Danger on the Lifetime movie. Well, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely, that's a different kind of level. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying, uh, it kind of, kind of works out that way. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I did not do that, and I will not do, be doing the infomercials on here. Although I would be good at it if I decided to do that. Well, so you're not saying no. I'm not saying no. Oh no, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying I have any aspirations, you know, for for that kind of thing. I'm just saying this is, yeah, that's a possibility. Yeah. Yep. It could work out that way. Anyway, what we were talking about with the hey, with you the know, rich I do dog things. paintings. I wouldn't be opposed to like doing some sort of like commercial painting. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I mean, that, you totally take that when it comes around. I mean, that's why I do commercials and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, it, shopping network guy, that's a career right there. All right. That's a thing. You passed it up. Well, this time. Maybe not <laughs> next time. If it comes back around again, I might, I might take that one up. You might move to Philadelphia? Well, no, I'm just saying I, I might explore the interest a little bit more. <gasps> oh, my gosh. Speaking of acting, really quick, I want to tell you something funny that happened. And it's just a brief story. So remember how we were talking last week about how I had that audition for um, for that role where I was the popcorn popper? Yes. I shit you not, in my neighborhood, there are signs everywhere saying the particular... Bu- so they are actually shooting the commercial that I auditioned for that I didn't get in my neighborhood. Wait, what? They're, they're showing the sign for the... No, they, they said have, what it is? They have papered my entire neighborhood with flyers saying, hey, just so you know, we're filming this blank commercial over the course of the next couple of days. So you might see some, you know, the, there might be some parking. We're very uh, sorry about it. But we want to, you know, integrate this fantastic Portland neighborhood into it for our blank commercial. The commercial that I got rejected on is filming right outside of my apartment That's building. funny. That's just flaunting it. It was. That's shoving like, it right in your know. face. Did they, did they know where I lived? Or they're like, let's just go. It's like, oh, she was just terrible as the popcorn popper. Let's do it right in front of her house. Wow. It was pretty are you gonna funny. Have to watch, are you going to have to watch the uh, the person that got the role? I don't know. I think it's happening within the next couple of days. So maybe I'll have to see. I'll have to see who took it. You could just show up on set and just be like, hey, no, I mean, I'm assuming I got the part and just kind of show up and start doing it. That would that would throw things into yeah. a bit of a kerfuffle. Um, now I want to know who got it. I'm excited to see this commercial just to see just to see the popcorn maker. Right? I know you're going to see the popcorn maker and be like, "Oh man!" And by the Sarah way, for anybody been... who doesn't know, popcorn maker is what's the name of the role that Sarah uh, auditioned for? I'm sorry, it wasn't popcorn maker. It was popcorn popper. Popcorn popper. That was the name of the popcorn role. popper. Yes, where I thought that I had knocked it. I didn't think I knocked it out. Yeah. Of the park. Yeah. No, it was pretty terrible. Um, it's being asked, is it, a, is it a local Portland company? I mean, this was... No, it's a national company. Yeah, yeah, and the popcorn popper, it's not an actual popcorn commercial. Mm-mm. You know, that was just a part in no, the No, it's for like a, a big company who's... That's a character in a big company's yeah. commercial. Like, they're all different kinds of... It's a like, fake popcorn people. company. Yes. Okay. A fake popcorn popper. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which was just so weird. But anyway, sorry, I just noticed that that it was in my. Na- I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? So now wow. that's filming in my neighborhood, which should be pretty entertaining. That is definitely a slap. But in the something face. else that was entertaining this weekend was yes, we've talked about it. How I've been a cater waiter for the past I don't know, month and a half, two months mm-hmm. over the holiday season. You've been, you bartend at. But cater waiter rhymes. I know, but see, I know cater waiter rhymes, but I don't think a lot of people like you know the lingo. I don't think a lot of people know what cater waiter would necessarily. Okay, well, basically, because because you're not just a waiter. That's what more what I mean. I don't know if it's an accurate descriptive term for what you do. Everything. It's a table mover. It's a setter upper. It's a it's bartender. It's it's a bartender. uh, Okay, you know. you know, cleaning, you're like you're bussing the tables, you're doing everything, resetting them up for the next day. I mean, it's a lot of busy work. It's 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 entertaining and it's um, it's unique. It's like nothing I've ever done before. But yeah, for the most part, I'm basically the banquet bartender and then also like a cater waiter. Who okay. Brings out like food and stuff. Sometimes. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I am a cater waiter. Yeah. And a banquet but, and bartender. And then, then the other things too. Okay. And the other things as well. It's an all encompassing right. role. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, I've been doing that, and this past weekend was actually my last big hurrah there because you know the holidays are approaching right quickly, and so, so it's like a lot all of the, holiday events. Yeah, lots of holiday events. So this weekend was the last of uh, the holiday events, to at least to which I'm working. Which, my goodness, like it has been such an eye-opening experience to see like just the different lifestyles of people. I've talked about this, how like there was a woman a couple weeks ago who's wearing like furs on furs, mm-hmm. like just the classiest of, of ladies and right, gentlemen. Right, it was like double fur. Yeah, like bankers talking about their millions, like literal millions of dollars that oh, they were like yeah. moving from hedge funds. <laughs> I don't even know what a hedge fund is. Mafia and I were at the, <laughs> yeah, at they the were country like, club the They other actually day. had names like that. Yeah. I did, there was like Muffy. a Muffy or like a Poppy. Oh, gee. I remember Poppy. That was, yeah, it was one of the bedazzled ladies. Her name was Poppy. Poppy. Uh-huh. Oh, Poppy. You're so funny, Poppy. <laughs> Ew. That sounds. <laughs> that sounds like you're training to be one of the. Uh, are you trying to I learn could, something there I so you could be a? You know what? I've studied a mistress. Now. I have studied. I'm pretty good at this. I mean, I've been around a lot. Like I've seen, um, you know, some of the rich folks let their guard down. Oh, well, after so a I couple know, of like, drinks. The after a couple of drinks, you know, oh. I, I'd see what they talk about. 
I see like the I hear the types of drinks that they order. Oh, okay. There are some. There are a few things that uh, that I have. What do they learned. drink? Yeah, because this this is what you were saying. You know what yes. rich people like now. Um. So what I've noticed is rich people drink a lot of wine, but let me tell you the thing that surprised me about this is that they don't know a lot about wine. Like really? I always thought that rich people would like you know they have their vast collections of their well, like usually, seventy-seven red or whatever it is. It's usually a rich person's hobby, just uh-huh. like high-end like scotch and whiskey yep. drinkers. Like it, it takes some, it takes a little bit of money to get into that. Yeah, you know, I mean, not, and not just sampling it, but like collecting. Like mm-hmm. usually, I picture the people you know with a giant wine cellar. Yeah, and they have like, like the, that costs a they lot of money. Smell it, yeah, they to, swish it around. Of course, somebody could just be telling them what to buy. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's it. And that is what I've found because I've had to you know teach myself a little bit because I want to I want to be good at my job. So I've been like, teaching myself like educating a little bit about the different kinds of wines that we had and everything. So oh, I know I have zero knowledge on that. Well, stuff. I know a little bit about wine, but because I was really nervous that I was going to be interrogated by you know like fancy rich right. people like to tell me so I like knew where like the um like where the wines were from like what mm-hmm. valley they were from and okay like where like if they were like a, a United States made if they were like from Argentina you knew the valley and all that stuff mm-hmm. like what Napa or yeah and then like memorize well, basically Oregon all it is, is it's just basically studying like you have the wine and uh-huh. then like it has the write up on the back so basically I just memorize what it is it's like you know earth like dulcet uh, berry tones hits with the, of walnut in the yeah. with a with a um, with a light undertone of aromatic vanilla with a hint of nutmeg like when well, you like would that. say that like, as though you knew this yes. just off the top so of your head would ask, all it's I got would a hint of uh, vanilla aroma if to you it, can and... taste it though there's a tiny there's a okay tiny I'm gonna ask you about raspberry. the wine. What's okay. which which wine am I asking about? I don't know. Ask me about the uh, Pinot Noir. Um, I'm not sure which one I want. You know, uh, can you tell me a little bit about the Pinot Noir? Uh, this uh, Pinot Noir is actually a great balance. It's out of uh, Columbia Valley, which uh, oh. their, their grapes have been in, in the family for generations. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. You, did you actually say that shit? Yeah. The grapes have been in the family for Dude, generations. I did good. I played fancy. Okay, wait, keep going. Keep going. Uh, I don't know. Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Um, um, it really is a, is a nice, subtle taste. If you like, it's a it's lightly smoky, but not overwhelming. It has uh, <laughs> a slight undertone. It has almost an earthy undertone, if you will, which is very complimentary earthy. toward um, maybe some sort of seafood. If you're going to have the yellowtail, perhaps. Or um, oh, um, <laughs> wow, yeah. you're a pretty good bullshitter at that. Yeah. Okay, that was pretty good. Uh-huh. That was pretty good. So I'm, lots I'm impressed. Of different kinds of wines, different I'm kinds impressed. of champagnes. I learned lots of stuff. Oh, so many different I didn't know that uh Japan was really well known for making like really high-end whiskeys. Did you know that? Uh Japan is mm-hmm. making whiskeys? Yeah. Why? Single malt whiskeys. There are some like amazing whiskeys that come out of Japan. But I didn't know that. I know. What kind of whiskey is this? Uh it's Yakka. This is above my pay grade, I'm imagining. Yam 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 Which is I can't remember what it is. Yakimani or something. Anyway, it's a really fancy. Did you try it? Yes, I got to try it. Was it it. good? It was very good. Huh. Mm -hmm. So anyway, what I have learned is that if you you study a little bit... Uh Uh-huh. Then you can pass. I mean, like some the, some of the people I work with. So they're not going to know. Rich people really don't know that much well, about wine. Some of the people that I work with, like uh, the bartender that I worked with, who's the the manager of the bar, at the place that I work. I mean, he's just phenomenal. He studied it. He has he has it down to a science. Where like there's temperatures and you know um, ratios of like if you're making a martini, ratios of water to alcohol to what size cubes, what like the compression of the cubes. It's really interesting. Huh. But anyway, so that's one of the things that I learned when I was uh, doing my Rich People Banquet bartending. Is like a lot of the times, like I would know more, which is nothing. I would know the back label of the wine, and I would know more about the wine that I was nervous for someone to call me out on. Than, but then know. when they, if they were around friends, did they just agree and go like, "Oh yeah, yeah, okay, all right"? No, they'd mm-hmm. ask like, you know, what's the what's the house red for tonight? And I'd be like, "Oh, it is a uh, delightful Malbec from Argentina." Which did you know that most Malbecs are from Argentina? Nope. Yep. Why? What makes why is that true? Because of the berries there, because of uh, the valley. I don't know. Argentine berries, okay. Yeah. It's like it's a fine Malbec from Argentina. And then they would like to have a little sample and they give them the sample. Yeah, it was fun. So, what I did learn. So, a lot of people are pretending to know more about liquor than they do. Then, on the opposite of that, there are people who know everything there is to know. Mm -hmm. And then they just want to show you that they know Mm -hmm. more than you. 
So what happens with that with, when you're... They're actually pretty nice. Like, I'll bring over a wine and I'll be like, well, can, you can see, like, this the consistency is uh, a little bit deeper in, like, in the coppola than it is from the whatever. I'm like, okay, I, yes, whatever. What, what is a wine person called again? Uh, a wine... Wino? No, no, no. The people... There's, there's an actual sophisticated term for it. That's uh, a job. A wine... Um, oh, God, why am I blanking on it? It's wine... Uh, Aficionado? No, not an aficionado, a, pe- a person who, who knows, like, that's their study. Taster? No, it's not a taster. Like, wino? Not a wino. It's not wino. Winona Wine- forever? No, it's, it's an actual sommelier. Som- <laughs> sommelier. What? Sommelier. 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 Shit, I don't know how to say it. You sound I thought you really were supposed classy to- when you're trying to figure sommelier. it out. Um, s- sommelier. Wow, we have some classy as fuck listeners. Everyone's in the chat spelling oh, it. Oh, man, I feel, I feel really bad now that I don't, don't know how to say it. I figured you would say it. See, this is one of those instances. Just like the rich people, I was throwing it to you Anology? so you would say Anologist? it. Anologist? No, so you would say it, and then I could just go, yeah, obviously, yeah, sommelier. Um, <laughs> but that didn't happen because you didn't know it either. Now, now I'm just doubled back on myself. All right, <sighs> let me tell you. All right, Boy, so the failed. first thing was, was the that wine. was a swing and a miss for me. First thing I've noticed is the wine. Wine, wine, wine. Uh-huh. Second thing, uh, well, as I touched on briefly, are the the hors d'oeuvres, the the meals, the snacks, if you will, the samples, if you call them. Oh yes, samples. What I have found is that the richer you are, the less amount of food you eat. Like I saw really? rich people who would like spend an extraordinary amount on like a like a martini, which I'll get to those in a second. But um, at the same time, they would get like shrimp, like five pieces of shrimp to split amongst three people. Oh, they just don't eat. They just don't eat. They have, like, bird-like appetites. Wait, do you think it's because they eat a lot beforehand? I don't know. They don't want people to see them eating out? Like, actually, they just, like, stuffed themselves in their hotel room, and then they go out and, like, oh, no, I'm... Oh, the shame eating? Oh, I just don't have... It. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, you get whatever you want, it's fatty. It's fascinating. I'm like, just going to have a couple of shrimps. I feel like such a fatty, because, like, people will go in, and they'll be like, okay, I'm like, oh, well, I want to have some dinner here tonight. I'm like, oh, do you know what you'd like? And they're like, okay, I'd like the... Um, you know, the three shrimp pieces and the cup of soup. And then by the time... And that's it. Like, no bread or anything. And by the time what? they're done, like, <coughs> after drinking, like, a fancy glass of wine, they'll be like, oh, that was delicious. I'm just stuffed. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, shut up. They, they're normal people. They have to eat. They have to be secretly eating. I they're shame eating in their room. Like, I didn't see they've it. Got, like, and it wasn't necessarily so- like everyone was teeny tiny either. I mean, they were just like normal sized people. Then they're too. eating some. They're eating somewhere before they go out. They just don't want to want people to see them eating. I can respect that. I understand that. I don't like eating in public either. I'm not a big public eater. I would rather like shame eat at my house, and then I can take as long or as. What slow is as I interesting want. is the banquets, particularly, especially if it's a fancy one and they have you know like the food set out. Mm-hmm. Like it's paid um, for already. Yeah, so the uh, like the so it's like a buffet, basically like a banquet buffet, and you can see the women like hemming and hawing to each other, and they're all just waiting for the first person to like the first like lady to get up and like get something that oh, has carbohydrates all, in it. They're all starving, but they don't want anybody to be the to see them exactly. do it. Exactly. And so they're all like sitting their way and the ladies all sit there like, you know, chatting with each other, drinking their wine, <laughs> eyeballing each other to see who's going to get up and get, you know, that cheddar biscuit. <laughs> Is Mary going to eat a biscuit? Fat that ass. fat fuck? <laughs> fat ass Mary. <laughs> I guess I'll eat one so she doesn't feel bad. <laughs> yep, Mary. That is weird. Her cheddar biscuits. Mary, Mary and her cheddar biscuits. So the women are all like in competition for the banquets, like to see who's going to eat. They all barely eat anything except for like and the men will eat a lot. Another thing with the men that I found is uh, this is actually socially relevant with the drinking culture. A lot of men, when I'm bartending who don't drink anymore, uh-huh. would actually have me put their sodas into like rocks glasses or something along those lines so it looked like they were oh. drinking. That's understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that they makes didn't sense. Want their, they didn't want their peers to know that they... Right. And I can get that. Who wants to call attention to exactly. it? You know, then it's a story, then it's a thing. Because we have, like, particular soda glasses, and we have, like, different glasses for each, you know, like, martini glasses, you know, like... Um, That's smart. glasses. Yeah. So I had more, on more than one occasion, many, many occasions, I've put had... Put, like, a ginger... Yep, put a little ginger ale in there with some, uh-huh. um, yeah, with some soda some soda water oh. or put a little garnish on it like more than one person would be like hey can you just make this look like it's an alcoholic drink that's that's interesting mm. it was it was it was all gentlemen that asked for that yeah too. that's smart though mm-hmm. but the one that way you don't have to answer a whole bunch of questions about exactly. it exactly yeah 
Okay. Exactly. But the one thing... That's cool. Yeah. The one thing that I have found that is the rich people per thing that is completely 100% stereotypically accurate, the martini. They do drink they martinis. They drink so many martinis. Huh. So many martinis. I can't even tell you how many times I got, you know, blank vodka or blank gin uh, shaken up with with olives. What's that mean? What's up? Up means in a stemmed glass. Oh, okay. Yeah. Up, shaken up what? With olives? Yeah. Okay. Or, or with a twist. All right. Yeah. But it was interesting just huh. to see like the the martini culture. People really, really like them. Huh. Which I don't see why you couldn't like them. I mean, it's just water and alcohol. Ice yeah. cold. Yeah. With I mean, olives. I, I like a martini good. every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're good. Um, I'm, I would never be able to... Like, this is the problem. If I were to try to go undercover, you know, as a rich person, which I have fancied myself doing many times, my problem would probably come down, A, if it's free, I have a hard time saying no. Yeah. Like, my instincts as a poor person are just be like, it's free. I'm going to get as much as I possibly can during the two-hour window because it's there. It's already paid for. Somebody's somebody's covered it. Yeah. You know, so I'm going to I'm going to try to get free. It's resisting that would be hard because I mean I guess to them it doesn't really matter. They they have money like free doesn't make any difference mm-hmm. to them. You know, I mean it, it's not like they can't go get it if they want it. And and it would especially come down to the samples or as most people call them hors d'oeuvres mm-hmm. that's where I would have an issue because if it's something that's really good like those you know old, old Big Mary and her cheddar biscuits I would be chowing <laughs> down on those things oh yeah I'd be grabbing them by the fistful and eating those I don't care I can't even tell you like me and all the, my everyone that I'm working with we're all just staring longingly at this oh. amazing gourmet food that everyone's just sticking their noses up at where it's like I, I worked I at a I want to eat that I worked because I also work not not as a bartender or anything like that, but I work um, for the events at, and I've talked about where I worked before, so you can listen back to the show and see it. But they do the same thing. It's like big banquets or or holiday parties, and it's generally you got to have a bit of money to get in there. It's well, not generally. You do. You have to have. It's it's an expensive place to rent. It's very fancy. And this weekend I was working at one, and it was a wedding reception, and they had this really fancy like a. Um, a crepe setup Ooh. where they're making the like, crepes and like any kind of crepe you could think of like s- uh, savory and sweet so there was like these sausage crepes and like all this stuff all laid out on these tables crepes? let's stop talking this is Dude, like food I porn know. that we're talking about I mean right it now. looked amazing and I had to stand there right by it I'm just sitting there like practically salivating staring at it's it it's totally a test too and because you're these... like am I gonna eat it I could totally eat it I bet nobody would see if I ate it oh no I could walk by and probably grab uh-huh. one although if they saw me it'd look really weird if I'm sitting here like <laughs> shoving food in my face um, no I just had to sit there and watch it I'm watching all these people go buy it and they, maybe they'd take one maybe they wouldn't or they'd bring it and put it on their plate and then wouldn't eat it and like just leave it and just throw it away. I'm like, oh my god, that looks so oh. good, and I am so hungry right that now. That is the worst when people like fill their plates and then they only take two bites of it and just I know, leave I'm like, all. Why of this did you un- take it? Yeah, all this food that would have been untouched had they not sullied it with their plate. That's one thing too. If it's if it's uh, free food, I'm gonna eat it all. If I take it, I'm gonna eat it. Like I'm not. I'm generally that way with about anything. I'm, I'm not gonna let it go to waste. Mm, you know, generally. So. Yeah, that was uh, that was tough to watch. Oh yeah, <sighs> it's yeah, torturous. it hurt, pains me right now because mm. it looked so good. <laughs> it looks they had like a pear and cheese one. Okay, let's stop talking about it. All right, that's enough talking stop about. Stop talking food. about it. Anyway, rich people. But anyway, I, I do have to say it was a, an interesting job. Like I really, yeah. I, I did enjoy it. I mean, it was exhausting and like you know, it was physically tougher than I was used to. But I mean, other than that, <clears throat> it was it was neat to get a peek into other people's worlds. You know, and every night is different, different groups of people, different price points, like everything. Mm-hmm. So it was uh, it was interesting. Needless to say, I'm kind of tired. I think I've worn myself down a little bit, which is why I'm a little sniffly today. That'll happen. Yeah. That'll happen. Yeah. It's been a, been a lot of working here for the holidays. But then, Greg, it's almost it's almost Christmas time. It is almost Christmas I'm time. I'm so excited. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to listen to this song like 700 times in the oh, next is three this? days. Oh, it's this one. The rest of the country has never been tortured with this, have they? This is what it is if I... If I uh, no, this is Christmas in the Northwest, yes. which, by the way, I've also noticed that the Christmas stations have stopped playing it. I don't know because why. Because it's such an <laughs> awful song. For anyone outside of the Northwest who isn't aware, this is a song 
Called, is it really that terrible? Do it's have so such bad. Good memories attached to it. Like I can't hear how awful it's it is. It's such a terrible song, but it's the only song about. Uh, it's the only Northwest Christmas song that I've ever heard. All this reminds me of is like Bremerton and Christmas with my family. Oh, you also love Lifetime movies and terrible, terrible, awful horror movies. Not the good ones. I mean, I think this is this is like the lifetime. It's the equivalent like, of a lifetime. It's the lifetime movie. movie of Christmas music. It's pretty bad. It's pretty bad. <laughs> if this it's were on not- Rotten Tomatoes, it would be it would be very low. It would not be. It would be rated very low. It's- I will say though, I do not have a soft like our friend uh, Jake. I think he was in the chat earlier. Um, he's a big Christmas like Hallmark movie aficionado. Oh, really? Like seriously, big Jake. He is a like he <laughs> That's loves hilarious. holiday movies, like be it like Hallmark or Lifetime. So like we were okay. talking about our our Lifetime Hallmark love one time, and he's just like, oh, but the Christmas movies. I'm like, oh, I don't really like the Christmas movies. So then we had to we we're almost in fisticuffs. Oh yeah, because we like the same. You know, we like the heartwarming tales. Yep. But the Christmas ones are just too cheesy for me. That's too cheesy. But yet you're listening to Christmas time in the Northwest. Well, it's like Santa, like I want a mommy for Christmas or something. It's like, oh, Santa Claus at the mall falls in love with the struggling single mother who's the waitress at the homeless shelter. Like, it's just, it's too over the top. Wow, that was, now I kind of want to watch that Oh, movie. you can watch, I'll just turn on Hallmark or Lifetime at any point in the next three days. And- Santa's falling in love with a single mom at the homeless shelter? Oh yeah, Is that no, what you just said that's all they are. Or like you know, like like I want a mommy for Christmas, and like the little boy like writes to Santa asking, and he has like three wishes, and asks Santa for a new mommy, and then they and then the dad's like, oh, I don't know, Billy, I don't know if I'm ready, and then there comes in a bumbling girl, probably like at a store somewhere, and she's trying to help him find a last minute Christmas gift. And Is she a like, busy like worker? Like she's busy, she works, and working really time, hard. Doesn't have time for a family. Kinda. She uses all of her money that she saves up from her multiple jobs that she does, along with volunteering, to pay for her brother who's in um, in rehab. Oh, okay. All right, no, that might be a little too dark. No, for Grandma, who's Is in the old a special folks needs. Home. No, Grandma, who's in okay. the old folks' home. All right, Grandma's in the old folks' home. Okay, she that's what she spent because all her Because they're getting ready, because a big developer is getting ready to tear down the old folks' home. But what she didn't oh, no. realize is that the little boy's dad is the head developer of the people that are going to be tearing down the grandmother's old folks' home. Oh, the, so they're enemies. Yeah, and so then they rally all the old folks together, and she sings, like, Oh, Holy Night. And then the guy comes, and he sees all these old people singing, holding candles, and realizes that not only does he love Christmas, but he loves the woman that's trying to save the old people. And then the little boy gets a mother, and they live happily ever after. And he gets a heart. And that's kind of... And he gets a heart. Yeah. Wow. And then lo and behold, oh, he doesn't plow down the building at all. He, in fact, turns it into a super deluxe old people building. Yeah. And then the grandma is like sassy. And she's sassy. She's got like a jacuzzi tub or something. And they say, Merry Christmas, everyone. And then they all, they drive off in like their Rolls Royce. Wow. It's all movies like that. Happily ever after right there. Yeah. Other that or like, you know, cases of mistaken identity. Where like somebody hits their head on something, and all of a sudden they're like in some different like Christmas time, or they're, you know, it's some sort of like Scrooged version. Okay, all right. Yeah, or like the what if movies, like the busy working woman, like she sa- she sacrificed her uh, her romantic, uh, you know, escapades for a career. Now, what would happen if she right. didn't follow the career and instead followed because her heart? Women aren't allowed to have families and careers. No, absolutely not. Like you're either a, a hard ass career woman, right. or you stay in your yeah. hometown with George, you're a corporate bitch. Yeah, or and you, and you raise a family. You raise a family, one or the other. That's, that's all. There is no. In that's between. the only choice. There is no in between. No, we all know that. If I have learned anything from Christmas <laughs> Lifetime movies, you are not allowed to have both of those absolutely things. Absolutely not. Yeah, that's fair. And one of those is more terrible than the other. I'll let you guess which one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, you should be at home making sandwiches. <laughs> oh, I love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and those aren't even real movies. It's pretty good. Yeah, that's just that's a collection of. Like, how much would that? How much would that? I mean, could you just sell that right now to some some company? A lifetime. Oh, there are so many of them like you that just, already. Somehow, we need to get you a meeting for like twenty minutes where you can just pitch your ideas. I'd be really stoked. Except for like now, Lifetime's transitioning. 
Well, because they still have like the old movies and not mo- old movies, but like new movies that I like as well. But now they also have like Dance Moms and all that like reality crap. Oh, they I put that watch. on there now. Uh-huh. Oh, it's cheaper. It's cheaper to do that. Oh, real quick, I just remembered something else that rich people like. I tried sea urchin for the first time. Really. It was the most disgusting thing I think I have ever tried in my life. It's a delicacy. It tasted like mushy seawater. Like, it was the grossest, grossest thing ever. Huh. The texture thing, and it's just like, and it's an expensive delicacy. And I got to try some, and whoa. Well. I think it's like the, the grosser and more exotic something sounds like there is. Or maybe I just don't have the refined palate for it, which could be the thing. I don't know. I mean, my macaroni and cheese refined palate. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit not. difficult to... Huh, yeah, I, I'm trying to think. I don't think I've ever had it, to be honest. Yeah, Carrie's saying sea urchin is like a water balloon. It was, it was, yeah. If I've had it, I don't recall. You would recall. Yeah. You would yeah, recall. Yeah, I, I don't think I have. It was, it was very strange. I mean, I'm really big on texture, That's though. I don't even like sushi. Yeah, rich people, strange foods. Strange foods, okay. Mm. Do you think they actually like them? I don't know. Yeah, they seem to. I think that their palates are different, quite honestly. If you're used to a certain... By yeah, if you're used to a certain caliber of taste and quality. Okay. I don't know. I eat a lot of things that come out of packets, so. So, um, Jeff in the chat said, sea urchin is something that a smart, poor person tricked rich people to eat. <laughs> Could be. Fact. That's what happened with lobster. Oh. Lobster was not a delicacy. Yeah, because Until they started like, marketing sea it bugs. right. Yeah. And then they started marketing it correctly. There's a whole story behind it, and I don't recall exactly. But, uh, yeah, I believe it was... They were trying to come up with something they could market, and they used lobster and convinced rich people that it was a delicacy. Wow. And now it is, still. It's also delicious. Greg, that's what you need to do is convince rich people you're a delicacy, and that'll solve all your problems. Sweet. Hey, Hello, rich my people. friends. <laughs> my name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to My World of Crazy. Crazy. Uh, first up, Greg, I'm trying to be timely. Timely. Okay. Got it. Star Wars story, not spoilers. Time stamp it. No, no spoilers. No, it's not about the movie. It's just about Star Wars in general. But I do like Star Wars. Yeah, I saw somebody. I, I was able to close it before I saw it because, like, yeah, I'm not a big Star Wars fan or a fan at all. Like, I mean, I understand it and I appreciate the pop culture of it. But I mean, like, people who are already posting like spoiler shit. Like, I saw someone's and I actually, I closed it before I saw it. Oh, it's too soon to do that. It just it came out on Thursday. Particularly a lot of people, people like if you work on the weekends, like I right. do, like I had, had no, a ap- I had no opportunity to. Yeah, like yeah. afternoon into into nighttime, past the last showing. Like, I will no say way. this though: if you haven't seen it yet and you're intending on seeing it, be very tread very carefully because you're right. People are going to start spoiling things. Mm-hmm. It's even popping up on news feeds because now I know I can look up anything since I've seen it. But it'll be blatant. Like I'll type one word in that's not a spoiler and. Even news sites like spoilers will be right in the title. No, oh. so just be very careful. It's you're not going to have too much more of a window before it's just posted everywhere. Yeah, I was thinking because I'm going to go see it with my dad over Christmas. I was thinking I'm going to go to the local uh, movie, the yeah. local movie place, and buy us a couple tickets. Yeah, I'll be doing that in Independence as well. Oh, very fancy. All right. Well, first up. A Star Wars fan is now in the news after legally changing his name to Darth Vader. I'm surprised this hasn't happened before. Wow. A man chose the name Darth Vader because he says it conveys leadership and toughness. Mm. This is out of... Okay, Kanandaguya. All right, seriously, how would you pronounce this? C-A-N-A-N-D-A-I-G-U-A. Kanandaguya? Wait, can can you write it out for me? C A N A N D A I G U A. I G U A. Kananduya. Kanandagua. Kanandagua. You're just making stuff up. Kanandagua. Out of Kanandagua, New York. Yes, this man who has legally changed his name to Darth Vader is a tattooed 43 year old former Marine who owns a gym and raised money online for a bone marrow transplant. So the Democrat and Chronicle of Rochester reports that a Western New York man legally changed his name to match the villain in the Star Wars films. The former man whose name was Eric Welch. Oh, they actually have a pronunciation of it, of Canon Degua. Ah. Says he grew up uh, in foster homes and didn't have strong family ties to his name, which is why he wanted to change it. The Star Wars fan said he chose Darth Vader for his new name because the character carries an aura of leadership and toughness and as Keelan also... Notes in the chat. Murder. Yeah, that's not. 
Yes, leadership and toughness are part of that, but uh, it's not in a good way. Yeah, it's not really the, the way you want to be tough. No. Yeah. There's other names I could throw out that were tough and good leaders, but not somebody you'd want to name yourself after. Yeah. Well, this uh, So Darth Vader was diagnosed with leukemia in 2002, but was able to run a successful online um, see, fundraiser to cover some of the costs. He also tests his own toughness day, uh, a lot by competing in half marathons and endurance events. Well, a spokeswoman for the Department of Motor Vehicles confirms that indeed Darth Vader is now his legal name. Wow. Cookie radio shenanigans for 100. A radio DJ is in some hot water after he locked himself in his studio to play last Christmas 24 hours in a row. What? <laughs> or no, excuse me, 24 times in a row. Last Christmas, George Michael. Yeah. A radio DJ is in trouble after locking himself in This his, is his kooky shenanigan he in locked his radio himself studio in. studio to play last Christmas 24 times in a row. This is a That's a stunt. A DJ in Austria. Uh, Joe Colifer played the Wait, Wham Were you just hit. saying Austria with an Australian accent? No, I was just trying to blow your mind. A radio DJ in Austria went rogue in a bid to get his listeners into the Christmas spirit by locking himself in his studio so he could play the holiday classic on repeat. So he, he played 1984's um, Wham's Last Christmas nonstop for almost two hours. He, put, he played it 24 times during his breakfast show. So uh, there were dozens of calls from listeners who kept calling asking for him to please, please stop playing the song. Uh, but he only turned it off when his four-year-old daughter called in to say she didn't like it. Oh, how funny. Uh, the station says that Cole Huffer's stunt wasn't sanctioned and that he is going to face consequences for his actions. Oh, whatever. That's This is more publicity than a radio station in Austria has ever gotten before. Oh, yeah. I didn't even know they had radio. No, in that's Austria. just a, that's a total stunt. That's mm -hmm. an in-house stunt. <laughs> oh, he's going to be disciplined for that, yeah, right? <laughs> oh, look at that! He's such a bad boy. Oh, he played last Christmas too many times. What a bad boy! All right, this is the most awkward thing that I have seen. So I heard about this yesterday, and I'm sure you might have heard about it too. If you see the name Steve Harvey trending. Oh yes, I watched it last night when I once I found out what happened. I watched I, it I did today watch it. I even posted it for the on show. Twitter, I think. And I know you hate awkward things. All right, but in case anybody doesn't know, we should explain. Well, what's... I have the. I yeah. Do you have I the have audio? The story. No, I don't have the audio because it's like. Should I play some of the audio? No, I'm not going to play the audio. <laughs> oh, can I play just a little bit of the audio? You can if you can find the audio. You can play. Yeah. It. All right. So this thing that happened with Steve Harvey is this. If you haven't seen this yet. Live on uh, on international television last night, Steve Harvey crowned the wrong person for the Miss Universe contest. He, in fact, crowned the first runner-up, which is the second-place person. So he was the host. He was, he was the, the host. He announced the winner, uh, who he said was the winner. When in fact it was, uh, he said that Miss Columbia was the winner. When in fact it was Miss Philippines who won the award. <laughs> but it was after and it she was already after had she, the crown. She, they were doing the she celebration. Was standing on the stage, wearing the crown, crying. <laughs> so for two whole minutes, the Miss Columbia, her name's uh, Adriana Gutierrez, she celebrated what she believed to be her victory at the 2015 Miss Universe pageant. Real quick, smart move on Miss Philippines' part. So. Uh, this is apparently, at least according to this, it looks like it's her YouTube channel posted the video of the awkward video. Mm -hmm. It's been viewed 8 million times so far. Wow. Well, with tears in her eyes and a gleaming crowd on her head, <laughs> Miss Columbia <laughs> waved and smiled at the crowd. Wait, wait, her national flag gripped tightly into her hand. Okay, I want to play part of the audio. with Because you, if you watch it, and you do need to watch the video... Um, it's just Steve Harvey where he's realizing the mistake as the celebration's going on and Miss Columbia's waving to the crowd with the crown on her head and he's walking and this, over it's there. A giant, giant crown and she's standing yeah. on the edge of the stage by herself, waving, crying, clutching her flag. Wait, I'm gonna go back here. Okay, here she is, waving to the crowd. Steve Harvey's walking over, he's all nervous. Oh Jesus. Okay, folks, uh, there's, I have to apologize. <laughs> the, 
The first runner-up is Colombia. <laughs> and Colombia was the one standing there with the crown. She seriously looks like a frozen, sad Barbie doll. Yeah. Like, it is awful. And then the Miss Universe 2015 is Philippines. <laughs> oh my god. The best part is Miss Philippines is clearly confused and starts walking up to uh It is the most awkward thing. Let, me, let me describe this to you. So she's so the girl Miss Col- uh, Miss Columbia still standing there holding her flag with, with the, the giant crown. I cannot stress how big this crown is. It's like six inches tall, yeah. probably, on top of her head. She's got the flowers, the winning flowers. She has the winning that. flowers. She's gripping the Colombian flag, like this tiny Colombian flag, and she's just standing there, staring. Steve Harvey is just standing there, staring, after he blurps this out. Yeah. Miss Philippines comes down, walks slowly, because she's like, what the hell is going on? Stands next to Miss Columbia, and they're both standing there. Miss Columbia is not making any move to take off the crown. No. Miss Philippines is just standing there. They're both like, Looking out, like, what the hell are we going to do? Then the uh, the woman, the previous pageant winner, you know, because they always, like, pass it down. Uh-huh. Goes over, touches both of their backs, then takes the crown off of Miss Columbia, off of her head, and then puts it on, on Miss Philippine. It was the most awkward thing, because they're... It, it, it's so it's terrible. It's so awkward. It's so awkward. It's probably one of the most awkward moments I've ever seen in television. I mean, it's really... Really awkward. So they're both like just standing there, staring like I don't know what to do. Miss Columbia, poor Miss Columbia, too. Wearing I mean, that's the crown, suck. like just standing there after she's just been told she lost, and then like, the, the real one is staying next really? to her. Oh man. Well, uh, Steve Harvey took to Twitter to apologize for it, calling it a huge mistake, and I feel terrible. He also misspelled uh, Columbia and Philippines when yes, he first he sent it sent it out. He spelled it like Philippines or yeah. something or. I think it's like Philippians or something. Something like that, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so there you have it. So, Steve Harvey's Steve Harvey. having that an awesome day. Yeah, that's, that's a pretty big fuck up. I mean, that is really ultimately, like, yeah, you talk during the show, but that is your main job is just to read a card. And they have pictures of the card online and in giant, giant letters Miss Universe winner. And then it says whoever it is. <laughs> like the first runner up is much smaller. And it clearly says, you know, Miss Columbia. Oh. <laughs> so that happened. Uh, got a couple more stories. Did you have some ball talk? Uh, I've got a little bit. Okay, cool. Well, this is a story of. Um, I'm just shifting gears here. Gears are going to be shifting. Okay. I now We're bring to you. The tale of an embarrassed man and one of the more expensive butt plugs that you can purchase. Oh, that's not where I thought that was. A man stole a butt plug because he was too embarrassed to buy it, and it ended up costing him an extra $470 in fees. Because he was too embarrassed to buy it, Greg. That's why you could order things online. I know. So this man was released after posting a $500 bond um, after he was caught stealing a butt plug from Spencer's Gifts. Spencer's has butt plugs? Yeah, Spencer's has... Like, in the mall? Yeah. They're trying to like... I thought they always just had like kooky things and like Halloween costumes. and. No, I think that they have... Like they have that section, like the adult only section. I remember where they have like... I guess I haven't been to Spencer's in a long time. Last time I went was to buy the truck nuts for Ryan's car. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow, I didn't realize. Okay. Well, a man by the name of Christopher Masters, 33 years young, was arrested after a manager at Spencer's reported seeing him stick the sex toy down his khaki shorts. Oh, man. The sex toy was described as an aroused screw butt club, uh, plug, butt club, butt plug, uh, which was retailing at $29.98. So he left the store with his shorts full of the butt plug, and the store security detained him. Security staff sto- uh, said... That Masters told them that he admitted that he had enough money to pay for them, but he was just too embarrassed to pay for them because they were sex toys. Don't be embarrassed. Well, if you have enough internet. money. Yeah, the internet. Go to funemploymentradio.com. Click on the Amazon link. You can buy whatever you want. Buy all the butt plugs. Do whatever you want. Just click no on our judgment. link first. And we can't tell anyway. You do no. you. Yeah. Yeah, you find your No friend. judgment on this end. No, 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 just so. don't steal. 
So yeah, so uh, a $30 butt plug ended up costing him $500, which is $470. <laughs> and the embarrassment <laughs> is probably... And his name is forever attached on the internet, oh. which could have helped him in the first place. Right. Now it's going to be Christopher Not Masters. Not worth it. Not worth thief. it. <laughs> at a Spencer's? At a Spencer's. Yeah, it, it would be embarrassing to buy a butt plug at Spencer's. Yeah, don't that would absolutely a, be embarrassing. Don't buy a butt plug at Spencer's. Go, there's plenty of adult shops where you could walk in where... You are not going to be embarrassed by being in there. That is the purpose of the store. Buying, yeah, at Spencer's Gifts surrounded by a bunch of kids and while you're buying. In, uh, yeah, that would seem a little awkward at the mall. In Vero Beach, Florida. Which that I'm would assuming be embarrassing. It's in Florida. Well, it's anywhere. Anywhere, which means there are probably many, many places that you could buy that. Well, I know. Yeah, th- there's plenty of places other than Spencer's in the mall. Yeah, don't buy butt plugs while children are like buying like kooky. Sounds like that would be embarrassing. Like Bratz doll wallets or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, and one last story. I couldn't believe this is real, but it actually is. So this is something that's happening. Oh, gosh, where is this? Hang on. Oh, it's in the Netherlands. There we go. So this is something that's actually going to exist in the Netherlands after it's been ruled that driving instructors can exchange driving lessons for sex legally. What? They can be paid in sexual favors. This is something legal that has just passed. It is perfectly legal, legal in the Netherlands to pay for driver's lessons with sex. So the question was brought before Parliament by an official who was concerned that if a driving student offered sex as payment, that, uh, that, that would amount to prostitution. And while prostitution is legal in the Netherlands, in this case, it wouldn't be properly taxed. So Solutions uh, found that it wasn't prostitution as long as the instructor is the one making the offer and both are getting something in the mix. <laughs> so like... For example, the pros- you know the person who's teaching the driver's lesson gets the sex, whereas the person who's taking the driving lesson gets to learn how to drive. How many people do you think are applying to be driving so instructors instructor right now? Like, the <laughs> they have more driving instructors than anywhere in the world right now. Yeah, so the payment is uh, it, it has been approved that the payment can be provided in sexual acts. Of course, there are rules when it comes to what is being called the ride for a ride. Uh, first, both the driving instructor and driving student must be over 18. Also, uh, the incident adds the sex must be done in a way that is both safe for the part- participants and the public. <laughs> so not in the car while you're a- getting the driving lesson? I think that's probably what they're referencing there. Yeah, so uh, police in the Netherlands have been looking into the prevalence of these kind of exchanges and are seeing them being pretty popular, but they haven't released really? their complete findings. So is there just a vast percentage of the population that doesn't know how to drive and then... And are over 18, and this is how... God bless the Netherlands. God I guess, bless yeah. the Netherlands. So there you have it. If you want to be a driving instructor in the Netherlands, you can be paid in sexy time. That, my friends, your boy was a crazy. <laughs> oh, no, I was just looking at uh, Keith posting online that he was uh, his power just went out. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah there is... Uh, if you are you're here it in is the very windy out. Portland area, there's a yeah, National Weather Service warning for mm-hmm. the uh, for wind high wind... Right now. Oh, I forgot. I did have one more thing that our friend Rick sent to me. Oh, okay. Uh, Rick Rutherford sent this to me. It's a new holiday song that I think that we should oh, listen to. Oh, my God. What is... Um, it might be from one of your favorite bands. It's by Insane Clown Posse called Santa is a Fat Bitch. <laughs> This is so bad. Um, I just like to... It's not even clever. No, it's not. But that's what makes it clever almost. Easy E, Merry Motherfucking Christmas, while Crass is quite clever. This... This is just bad. Yeah, I got something to say about St. Nick from the He never brought shit, shit, no toys. Okay, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. You gotta turn it off. I cannot do it. 
I just wanted to play that for you. So when you hear all the kids Santa on the Santa Claus is a bitch. No, no, no. You said it wrong. It's Santa is a fat bitch. Santa is a fat bitch. I want to okay. thank uh, Mr. Right. Rutherford for sending that my way. I feel like my day is a little more... There you go. A little happier. Some holiday cheer for you. Mm-hmm, a little bit of holiday, holiday cheer. Holiday cheer, as they say. All right. Um, I've got a little bit of ball talk. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. <laughs> Let's talk balls. balls. All right, it's just a, just a little bit of ball talk today, sir. Just, just a, a little, little bit. bit a little smattering, a little just bit, a little, little here, a little there. Uh, the college bowl games continue to occur. It's college bowl game season. I'm pretty sure I was 100% correct on all of my predictions. And I will be making some more at the end of this segment. First oh. up, though. Wait, why? It's not Friday. Why? No, because the games go every day of the week. Every day is a college bowl bowl game day. Ew. Because they have so many bowl games. Okay. And somebody's got to predict them. It's not that I want to predict them. It's my job. It's what I do. The people demand it. Okay. Demand it. Stop talking. First up, we've got this. This is one of those things where I'm going to give you a name... That won't matter right now, but it will It will in about a year, or less than a year. The for name is good? this. Yes, for something good, yeah. The name is Candace Hill. Candace Hill is a 16-year-old American track and field sprinter who just became the youngest uh, track and field athlete ever to turn professional. So she's 16 years old. Okay. She signed a 10-year deal with ASICS, ASICS Shoes. That will cover all of her future college tuition costs. And I'm assuming money on top of that, but that's at least the part that's that's covered in there. For anything that she wants for pretty much forever, I guess, for her college tuition. Okay. She is also hoping she probably won't even need to use that because uh, what, what happens with this is when she goes pro, it means she can no longer compete in high school athletics or college ath- athletics because she's a professional athlete now at 16 years old. Oh, wow. But she's doing so because she is so freaking fast that it, she's got a very good chance to make it to the Olympics in 2016 and a very good chance to win them. So she is uh, she runs 100 meters in, of course, I'm losing what it is. It's under 11 seconds. It's like 10.98 seconds is what she ran. 16 years old. 10.98 second 100 meter dash. Uh, that was a time that would have placed her seventh at the 2012 London Olympics and second at the Beijing Games in 2008. And so she's only going to be getting faster, even in that short amount of time, because she's 16 years old. So she's got a very good chance of winning the Olympics, which would be she's if she does make it, assuming she does make it, um, she'll be the youngest American to ever qualify for for those events. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, 16 years old. So she kind of gambled on the signing the professional deal, but it makes sense. If she's this fast right now, you got to take advantage of it. I mean, you get a shot to go to the Olympics and win. Mm-hmm. She does give up playing in college, but she gets her college paid for already because ASICS is going to pay for it. She just can't compete mm-hmm. in college athletics, and she's already better than them anyway, so it doesn't really matter. So there we go. That's pretty cool. That's a cool thing. So that's a name. Like I said, Candace Hill, come Olympics time next year, next year you're going to hear her name a lot. Uh, moving on to ball talk. I'll go to this. Um, this is actually kind of cool. So a long time ago, I talked about how, well, of course, FIFA, the international governing soccer body, and how corrupt they are, and how all finally, you know, they're starting to get their comeuppance where, where they're they're starting to get. Oh yeah, busted. Where it's starting to crumble. Yeah, Sepp Blatter, who is the Sepp Blatter. I knew Sepp it was like the, the weird name guy. Yes, he is the. The uh, was the former head of FIFA, extremely corrupt, and he finally got something. I mean, he's like eighty years old or something like that. He's banned from the sport for eight years uh, over some kind of a payment back in two thousand eleven. They found one, so they banned him and Michael Platini. So they are banned finally out of FIFA for eight years. He says he'll be back. I don't know how old he's going to be when he gets back, but he says he's going to be back. Probably not going to happen. Yeah. 
Um, but it did bring up a bunch of other things with this happening. And this is something I talked about a long time ago about how there was a FIFA movie. And I have said this many times. There's going to be a future FIFA movie yes, about yes, this scandal. Yes, it. I believe Matt Damon and Ben Affleck already optioned the rights. This was after I proclaimed that, was, that there was going to be one. However, there was one that was produced a while ago. But it was produced by FIFA itself. And it was a propaganda film about how great they are. So they spent... I am shocked about that. They spent $27 million on the movie. And they made $200,000 at the box office. Of course. Uh, They also... It's also been ranked the 69th worst film of all time by IMDb users. Wow, that's pretty good. I don't know what's ranked worse. I haven't haven't seen the list to see what's the The worst. The Room probably is. Do you think? I mean, you should look that up. IMDb worst movies. The Banger Sisters. What's the Banger Sisters? Oh, it's a terrible movie starring Goldie Hawn and Susan Sarandon as like two women going through a midlife crisis. It's bad. Wait, and they're banging people? Is that why they're called the banging Banger Sisters? Nope. I'm not going to tell you. I'm not even going to ruin it for you. No. Don't. The surprise. I wonder what the worst movie is. That's what I mean. I, I don't know. I mean, it could be The Room. Another really, really bad one is The Shaft. Not Shaft. The Shaft, which is about a haunted elevator shaft. That one's pretty bad. Uh, let's see. So the worst movie is Codename K-O-Z. Codename uh, K-O-Z. Okay, let me finish this part, okay. and then I want to find out about that. Okay. Uh, so here we go. Um, oh, with this, the movie. This is something that was actually pretty interesting that came out. Tim Roth was one of the actors in the FIFA movie, and he did a Reddit AMA. I mean, and Tim Roth is a really good actor, mm-hmm. but he did this terrible, terrible, terrible movie, and... He was asked in his red AMA, like, why did you do that? And his answer was actually pretty honest. It was pretty, it was pretty good. He said, um, the film is awful. I hated doing it. It was the wrong film, but for the right reasons. I had two kids in college, so I had to make a decision, and it was probably poorly judged. But once you make that decision, you have to follow through. Um, he basically he goes through. He had this huge, long uh, write-up for it, talking about how he's not glad he did it, but... I mean, he's not proud of the movie, but he he did it for the reasons of he got paid a bunch of money and he needed some money for his kids going through school. Well, he's like, well, yep, you know, probably not the right choice, but I did it for the money and that's why I did it. Mm -hmm. I think that's actually good compared to some people who would just you know try to defend the art or or just not answer or get pissed. He's like, yeah, you're right, it's awful, but I got paid a bunch for it and that's why I did it. And that's it. That was kind of I, I thought that was at least a very honest answer. So good for Tim Roth. All right, finally, in ball talk, before we find out about the worst movies of all time, uh, let's see here, Sarah. I'm going to make a prediction. I'm going to make it. a prediction on a bowl game. I will predict. Let's see, which one should I do? Which one should I do? We'll go to tomorrow's game, Tuesday, at 12.30 p.m. Pacific time. Oh, this is a this is a big one. 6-6 six and six, Utah State against 7-5 and five, Akron. So they'll be clamoring for this. This is the uh, famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Oh, my goodness. The famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Potato. 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 Ooh, tough one to choose. I'm going with the almost home court advantage of Utah State since it's nearby Idaho. We're saying Utah State over Akron. Big predictions right there. That's, That's groundbreaking stuff that I'm sure... Vegas is paying close attention to Utah State over Akron. And that concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right, I'm looking at the list of movies, and I recognize some of them, but not all of them. Ooh. Well, Glitter is on there. Do you remember that Mariah Carey movie? I never saw it. I'm actually pretty happy to say. I'm pretty happy to say. make you mad up. No, I never did see Glitter. Um, Uh, I don't recognize a lot of these So which was the worst one? The worst one is a movie called, uh, hang on, of course, this is freezing. It was in 2015, called Codename K-O-Z. Codename K-O-Z. Yeah. So uh, it just came out in 2015? It says 2015. Uh, the second worst, mo- so these are the lowest rated movies on IMDb. Super Babies, Baby Geniuses. <laughs> <laughs> what was Super, is Super Babies like along the lines of um, uh, Look Who's Talking? Where it's I, like they just provide the voice of the babies? I honestly am very proud to say I have no idea. Okay. I'm, All right. Uh, there's Saving Christmas. Mono's Hands of Fate. That's some bullshit right there. That movie's great. 
Manos, the hands of fate. Mono, so it's hands, the hands of fate. Yeah, the hands. Of, yeah, it's a uh, mystery. I science, mean, Manos' hands. Mystery Science Theater did famously. Did, oh, uh, that's right. Yeah, it is hilarious. Um, Turks in space. Uh, to Justin from Kelly. That was a real. Oh, good. I remember that one. Yeah, Titanic: The saw... Legend goes on. What is that? A s- sequel? Oh my God! Is there really a Titanic sequel? There can't be. Wait a minute. Okay, let me explain this. Here's the here's the plot. It's a oh, it's animated. A Cinderella meets her Prince Charming on the ill-fated Titanic. Along for the ride are a rapping dog, other talking animals, and an assortment of wacky humans. At the end, do they all die? I want to watch that. I don't know. There's a rapping dog in it. There's a rapping dog on the ill-fated Titanic. Yes. Oh, boy, howdy. And Cinderella meets her Prince Charming on there. Okay, that is that's that's pretty good. All right, we kind of probably need to have a screening of that. <laughs> a screening <laughs> of Titanic. The legend goes on with the famous rapping dog. Oh, boy. Oh, there are some pretty bad-looking movies on this list. Oh, yeah. All right. But we have some pretty good-looking listeners who might or might not be celebrating their birthdays. Ooh, yes. You know what? Uh, it's, they're so good-looking, they should probably get a... Fun Employment Radio portrait special from yes. D. Leonidas Photography. Absolutely. Which you can do right now by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the D. Leonidas link right there. So they are fantastic. And also, that's a wonderful Christmas present to get someone. Uh, pick up a Fun Employment Radio portrait special. It's $69. You get a full photo shoot session mm. with them. All the details are on Wardrobe there. Wardrobe changes, multiple Wardrobe pictures. changes. You get multiple pictures. Um, it's just a wonderful, huge great deal and you can pick that up by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the D. Leonidas photography link right there on our page and go there pick one up it's a great gift to get someone get them that portrait special it's a great deal and it's really 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 cool oh heck yeah that's a good present yep um but you were saying we have some wonderful listeners we do and we we messed up a little bit and we Mm. didn't get some birthday wishes out that we needed to earlier this month and I've got a couple here that I just want to get to really quick. Okay. Uh, one, Caroline wrote us. Caroline. About her sister, Abby. <gasps> oh. So Abby, of course, wrote us and, and wished, had us wish uh, Caroline a happy birthday. Mm-hmm. And now it is Abby's birthday. And it was it was actually, it was earlier this month. And okay. we totally, we totally. Damn it. Yeah, we dropped the ball. All right. We well, Abby, I didn't drop the ball. I didn't see it. So sorry, Abby. Greg is very sorry. I'm sorry. I dropped the ball. <laughs> because of that, though. Extra day to celebrate your birthday. Oh wow! There so you go. Days happy after. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Oh, damn right. By the way, Caroline's been listening to us since she was 15 years old. Mm. Oh wow! Yeah, that's, that's th- That makes me feel old. <laughs> All right. Um, moving on. We've also got this earlier in the month. Now you brought up actually our friend Jacob. Mm-hmm. We've got to wish wish Jacob a happy birthday. Oh, Jacob! I wish you all the happiest. And loveliest Hallmark and Lifetime Christmas movies that your little heart can handle. And we forgot Ruby's birthday, too, and he wrote us plenty of Oh, and Ruby, (laughs) I hope that you can tolerate Jake watching all of those really shitty Christmas movies. So you just screwed over Ruby. Happy birthday, (laughs) both of you. Happy birthday, Jake and Ruby. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. What damn right. And that's it. No more birthdays today. No more birthdays. Nope. That's it. There were no other birthdays. Nope. Not even one that landed today. To happen on today. Nope. None that I can think of. There's. Mm. N- there are no. Probably close up the show. Birthdays. Yes. Oh wait. What? Oh, there is one. Who? Um. Car. Kari. 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 It's Kari. 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 Yes. Kari. Kari. <laughs> it's Carrie's birthday. Carrie. Carrie. Happy birthday, Carrie. Carrie, you're a favorite Canadian. Oh, well, now you can't well, I mean, say that. Canadian, I mean, but she's, yeah, no. You're one of our favorite Canadians. Yeah. You, when you put something like that, you just isolated the rest of Canada, which we have got a pretty big listener. I was going to say, you didn't even let me finish. I was to say, you're one of my, you're my favorite Canadian human who also happens to live in Portland, and you're very awesome. I appreciate all Canadians, but happy birthday, Kenny. <laughs> You're taking away from it, Greg. You. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Hot <laughs> damn right. <laughs> Jeff, you just lost Canada. Yeah. Uh, guys, just remember, uh, Canada, Canadians, I like all of you. You're okay. 
I love Canadia. Are you kidding me? Whew, didn't sound like it there. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, send us an email. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You're all wonderful, and we really, really do appreciate it. Um, yeah, that's we appreciate it a lot. We do. Especially when you can share the show. That's always wonderful. Um, but just uh, listening, downloading, telling people about it, that's great. <laughs> that is awesome. Um, we're saying way to downplay Greg Carey or Carrie Greg. No, I wasn't downplaying Carrie. Wow. I mean, happy birthday, Carrie. Oh, it didn't really sound like that's what you said. Actually, no, I was just trying to stipulate. Like you said, "Fuck off, Carrie." I did not say that. Uh, I just said, "Be ruder." I'm not putting any Canadian on a pedestal over another Canadian. I like all Canadians that listen to the show. There's other ones that I, I can't a stand. Pop out! Don't but get all political listen. on me, okay? <laughs> I mean, if they don't listen to the show, I'm really, you know, then I'm, I'm a little bit. And we're also taking, because <laughs> then we're also taking away your Miss Universe crown, Carrie. <laughs> Greg is the Steve Harvey I'm of sorry. unemployment radio. I'm sorry. He takes away happiness. I take the blame. <laughs> Miss Philippians, it is her birthday today. Don't be Steve Harvey. Don't be a Steve Harvey. That's the man, that's the bottom line. Oh, that's so awkward. Yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. We will be back tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Com. Love you all. Bye. No, that was my Steve Harvey voice. Hello. Hi, my name's Steve Harvey. That was good. Yeah. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.